0: Hello and welcome to the Family Bookshelf. I am Nick, the Game Schooling Dad, and with me is my wife, Amber, of ambitionsforchrist.com. Today, it is my night to lead us through three books that I have recently read that I have really enjoyed. Uh, the world right now has lost its mind. <laughs> we, are <Really>? living, <laughs> we are living in clown world, right? It's crazy town out there. And I have recently read three books that kind of explain different sides of this and really go into this social justice movement that's kind mm-hmm. of been taking over our society Our culture and kind of ruining a lot of the things that we take for granted here in the United States. You know, we we now live in a world where even flying an American flag can be seen as offensive. Yeah. And so I uh, was interested in this topic. I was curious as to why this was going on. There's a number of books out there. These are three from very strong Christians that I liked. they really went into a lot more of the theology behind things. Mm. This is a theological battle. This is the culture rejecting God, and what happens when we reject God? When we finally do that. So I've read three of these re- recently, and I really enjoyed them. So I'm gonna give them to you in the order in the order that I enjoyed them, the least <laughs> to the most, because I thought they were all good books. There's none that I would tell you to skip. There are just I read them so close together. It's like they cover a lot of the similar topics. Right. So I
1: even remember you saying they kind of started to blend together after a little bit because it was like, oh wait, they said that and they said that, and wait. It, you know, and it's right. just kind of after a while they do kind of <laughs> <all going> overlap <laughs> over a same little bit. Pretty
0: things, and I you'll probably find if you if you were to look into it, or study it, a uh, theological bent that I have. I <sighs> tend to you know. Follow more probably with the Southern Baptist than I ever realized. Did I never <laughs> considered myself a Southern Baptist? But these are these authors I believe are all in that. Um, oh really? I guess I never in that conference. That. I believe. Don't quote me on that. If you know, if Albert Moeller you know, hears that and wants to come after me, I'd love to meet him. So <laughs> please do. <laughs> so the first one uh, I have is "We Will Not Be Silenced" by Erwin Lutzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a really fun book because it really broke it down into the basics of what's going on, of the basic tenets of what is, you know, critical race theory. Not necessarily the stuff behind it of where did we get there? How did we get here? But more of why is this? What is this? You know, right. I've never heard of this before. And yet, in the last year and a half, let's just go that far, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's in every school board meeting constantly all of a sudden.
1: Well, and I mean, I'll be honest, the first few times I started to hear this term, critical race theory, it was like, I don't even know what you're talking I have no clue what this is. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, this just popped up out of, seems almost magically out of it nowhere. It seems
0: out of nowhere. It's just all of a sudden here. Yeah. And as you read these books, you realize that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I it does an even better job of explaining how we got here. Right. But Erwin Litzer really breaks it down into the basics. And I liked that because I didn't entirely understand what's going on. I mean, all I'm getting is the, the left saying that it's A, not a thing, or B, don't worry about it because it's not a thing, which <laughs> isn't right at all. And I got the right in a total panic of, you know, let's all, you know— f- tear our robes and put dirt on our hair because this is the biggest heresy that's ever been created right it's like whoa what is this because this is a magical phrase that has just popped up and become part of our everyday vernacular seemingly overnight yeah and so i, I hate that overreactions that both sides seem to get and i thought Oren Luther did a nice job of breaking it down into here's what it is mm. and then going into here's how the church should respond yeah. And and he has a great point, and I think if I remember right, his thesis was, we're not going to win this this battle, right? Oh. Because the, the, the church isn't here to win this battle. <laughs> this is not the battle, this is not the war that the church is concerned over. Right. You know, the church should not be involved, not that we shouldn't be involved in this, just that our sights should be set on higher or more glorious things. Right. You know, the, the church should always be the church. It's the church first. We are Mm -hmm. the church of Jesus Christ. We're here to call people and bring people to to Christ. To to
1: Christ. Well, and once you're to Christ, that changes everything. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of change that's going to happen after you're at the cross. It's not going to happen before you're at the cross. You can't expect unbelievers to act like believers because they can't
0: yeah they, they simply can't act like believers until they have the holy spirit right in them so he does a great job of kind of keeping those things in focus of here's what critical race theory is and honestly here's why it's wrong here's why it's bad but we have to understand that our primary goal our primary reason for being on this earth is not to combat critical race theory it's to Go find disciples and make disciples. Go into all mm-hmm. the world, you know, teaching. T- <laughs>
1: teaching, making <laughs> disciples, yes. Baptizing
0: the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know.
1: Basic stuff here. It's, keep your focus the main thing, you know. Yeah,
0: keep the main thing the main thing. So that was a, a really good beginner book as far mm-hmm. as... Uh, what you should be looking for, or looking at, and it was a nice place to start. It was mm-hmm. also the one I probably liked the least because I had read others first, and so I'd already covered a lot of this. Right. Um, the next one I had just finished, I just finished this maybe a week ago, it's called Fault Lines by Vadi Bakum, and I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Vadi Bakum.
1: kind of how I think is. I've
0: only ever seen it um written never heard it said so yeah. yeah excuse me and he sounds like a really cool dude the first <laughs> probably third of this book is his biography mm-hmm. and he's like whoa wow this guy's really cool <laughs> you know he's and i looked him up on youtube he's a big huge guy he's Probably easily my size, and I, I, that doesn't mean I think people listen to my voice. My, my wife, who's sitting across from me, she knows what I mean. He's a
1: giant, okay?
0: He's a very big man. It's like wow. And here he's, you know, he's speaking with all the research mm-hmm. and all the apropos and all the, you know, all the, the fine, all the fine speaking that you would expect from a, you know.
1: A learned professor a learned or, professor yeah. A professor
0: is like, wow, you know, he's a middle linebacker, you know. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah. The brains of Einstein. Like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. So, anyway. Um, fault Lines was nice because it really went back into history of where this came from. Vadi Bacham had been speaking about this and arguing over this back in, like, the 90s, wow. I think. And he was able to see from a distance. This is what's coming. Mm-hmm. And we need to start realizing that as the church we're not ready for this, yeah. you know, uh, he, what I really liked about his book was probably, um, totally incidental on his part. It really wasn't part of his major thesis, but he just went through, you know, church after church and follower after follower and leader after leader who have given in to social justice and mm-hmm. who are now believe in it and who have now come out put their necks out there and said you know that racism is the biggest evil in our world and the biggest evil in the United States and they've totally lost again they've lost the focus they've yeah. lost the fact that we have we have not kept main things main things the church right. needs to be the church and our focus is Jesus Christ the worst thing in this world is sin and if right. you don't say that, then you are wrong. Right. you know?
1: Sin and you need repentance and look to the cross. Again, it's the main thing is the main thing, and it's so easy to be swayed away from that it because is. when you look at the news and when you follow all the hype that is happening out there, your mind and your eyes will instantly switch focus off that. And I can see why churches are being swept away by it right now. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be swept away right. by it. And it's culturally acceptable. You won't take near as much flack mm-hmm. if you are swept away by it let's be honest Definitely. and so yeah And I, it's also
0: i mean it starts to affect your bank account you know mm-hmm. if a church if these giant churches and some of these are giant churches that he's talking about men yeah. that have written other books that i've read and really enjoyed and they probably preach to thousand two thousand people every sunday yeah and if these churches were to have splits these churches would no longer be able to Function, function, and he would no longer be able to get a salary, you know. So it's like he, it drops affects
1: the bottom line. His,
0: yeah, it's like this is really sad. We've again, we have lost the main thing, and mm-hmm. the church was not ready for this, and the church has been really under attack. Yeah. And a lot of churches have lost their way because of it.
1: It's going and to be a sifting for the American yeah. church.
0: And it's every congregation. It's in every church whether how big or how small you are. Mm-hmm. It's something that every church is going to have to grapple as a body. Yeah. You know, how do we deal with this? And how are we dealing with this? And what can we do? What can we do better? Because I yeah. think we can always have better relations with each other. I mean, Paul says continually, you know, keep the debt of love. And can we love one another better?
1: Unity in the body unity in the Christians I mean it's huge most of the epistles
0: as I'm rereading them here this last month are about unity in the body Mm -hmm. so that's clearly a key concept that we have to do we can do better at loving one another I believe Mm -hmm. that I know we can but we don't sell our souls and we don't sell the gospel to believe that racism is the worst thing in the world right we
1: we can't stop making the main thing the main thing yeah. again. <laughs> I feel like we're just saying this over and over again, but it's the truth here, and that's been the problem.
0: <laughs> so, and, and Vaadie Bacham really seemed like he was on the cutting edge of a lot of this. He saw mm-hmm. this coming again back in the 90s. He was willing to put his name on, um, on doctrines that encouraged Christians to pull their kids out out of public schools he was oh. doing that again back in the 90s <laughs> back when you were being that's back when
1: my parents first did it and it was weird and when we did it <laughs> right now, we're
0: all considered weirdos you yeah, know it's was, not the case anymore it was
1: a fringe movement still let's be honest i mean that it was a fringe thing to take your kid out of a public school and not to just go put him like yeah in a christian school or you know something like a slightly better tinged version of just What the public school offered, you know,
0: to actually, and he and he actually lives it. I believe he has seven kids. I think four of them are adopted. Again, I'm not sure if he wants to reach out to me and correct (laughs) that. I'd love to meet him. (laughs) You're just fishing here today. I'd love to, man. These guys are so cool. It's like here are some intellectual giants that I'd love to just spend an afternoon with and pick their brains for ten minutes, or honestly just listen to them talk for ten minutes. Yeah, I wouldn't have anything to say. (laughs) This (laughs) is when you be quiet and listen. Yeah. So I think he has like seven kids. Several of them are adopted. He actually moved to Nigeria.
1: I know you had said it, and I even saw it on Facebook that one day, and I can't remember now. I do
0: believe he calls their home now. I think Mm -hmm. he lives there permanently and so but he does come to united states and speak and give talks i believe still yeah so really cool dude i hope he writes a biography someday if he hasn't already (laughs) because i I would read that he sounds came from a very different very hard background i believe yeah yeah, lost his father very young inner city kid Mm -hmm. Uh, very much i mean honestly like a ben carson as i think about it here yeah very much like a ben carson and was able to find him find god and get himself out of that through the grace of god Mm -hmm. so just amazing story and i just was really encouraged and i really liked fault lines by Vadi Bauckham, he does, um, each one of these books tend to pick up on a, 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 a specific bent that they want to kind of grind, um, for Vadi it was uh, abortion, Oh yeah, he was really anti-abortion, obviously. I mean, yes, but. <laughs> so, that was the one thing at the end of it, like probably the last third of his book, he really just brought up abortion a ton, and if you've looked into abortion stats for the African American community, it's a big deal. It's huge. I mean, <laughs> the, the most dangerous place for a African American, I believe, is in their mother's womb. Mm-hmm. There are more babies, I believe. In New York, I think the stat is more babies are, more black babies are aborted than they're than born. born.
1: And they're purposely planting the Planned Parenthoods within the black yeah. communities to make sure i mean it's a totally margaret
0: sanger the the founder of planned parenthood that was one of her primary goals was Was... to eliminate the non-desirables the people that she considered that's uh, what she called the non-desirables was the ethnic minorities when they they passed roe versus wade i believe language like that is in there too it is that's what's so
1: crazy i mean well and until this last year they were handing out the margaret sanger award until they finally like some huge news group came out and started to be like maybe we shouldn't be talking about margaret sanger anymore you know
0: because this stuff is it's the it's very basis of evil pure evil i mean the more you look into it the
1: more it just makes your skin crawl
0: so very sad but that's his kind of bent i honestly don't remember Irwin Luther's, to be honest with you i'm Mm sitting here trying to think what it is as i say this i remember albert the last one here let's go to the last one okay um this last one's called gathering storm Mm -hmm. by albert moeller uh is he the president of the southern baptist convention or was he the president or the
1: southern baptist like "Ah." He's, You're gonna. I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not sure. up
0: there, and we've actually just watched a video with both Erwin Lutzer and Albert Moeller in it. Yeah. And they were...
1: They're both, like, through the Southern Baptist, uni- like, universities. There was some theological... Uni- yeah. I'm not sure. His,
0: his was yeah. Gathering Storm, and he went through individual topics like public education and like, you know, um, oh, the church and all these things and how critical race theory affects each one of those. Okay. So it was a really... It was a really good read. It really right. talked about how each one of these individual entities is infected with these things, mm. and what it does to them, and how it separates the body, and how it drives people apart. Uh, his particular bent is homosexuality, which I think if you look back at what Doc Noble's work was back in the sixties, sixties and this was 70s. stuff your dad was reading that I've yeah, been I mean it was looking at kind myself.
1: of yeah cutting edge at the time of you know they were talking about you know the this movement is out to destroy the christian church and different things and it's amazing it's kind of all become if you look back on it now it's prophetic but at that time it just looked like crazy talk so
0: i think albert moeller's i think in every chapter he has you know how this is all rooted back into the homosexual revolution Mm -hmm. and how this is really what started the whole thing when we allowed and and I think you can also even go back to just sexual revolution and the fact yeah. that everyone's having sex constantly and the the total tear down of the family which is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. That's Let's attacked. look at the
1: divorce rates. Let's look yeah. at the, you know, unwed, you know, Living together, I guess. Single parents. Single, single parents. Mothers there's, who have
0: had kids out of wedlock.
1: Yeah. You know, you know there's just like a that. lot of things of just living together. I mean, yeah. so many people, they just live together forever. They yeah. never get married. They never And living, There's issues. Living
0: together before you get married. Yeah. I mean, that was something that's, to his credit, your father, your dad said, you know, I will not bless that in any circumstances. Yeah. You are not doing that. And, and yeah. You didn't, you know. And
1: yeah. I mean, it wasn't even something I was going to count as an option, but it always helps when dad's <laughs> like, and you're not doing that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so his big, his particular bent is the homosexual revolution which mm-hmm. you know goes back even farther and again he kind of paints these lines and says, here's how this came up this is not a new thing uh, in fact no. actually i would I would argue that religious Christians are kind of late to the table here yeah we're probably 30 <laughs> if not 40 50 or 60 years behind mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're kind of late to this fight and yeah. so we we've again kind of to go back to what Erin luther said we've kind of already lost yeah you know, if we it's, want to it doesn't
1: sound hopeful in that sense <laughs> it doesn't
0: and what's hopeful is that we have a sovereign god who's going to mm-hmm. prevail no matter what happens here on right Earth. you know the problem is we want change to happen now and the next election is <laughs> going to fix everything and it's like Actually, no. no. We, we've given our children to these people for at least one. Let's say probably closer to three generations. Yep. And so we've kind of already thrown in the towel here. Yeah. And this is why, again, Vadi Bakum back in the '90s, was signing these things, saying, "Pull your kids out of public school." now right do it there is no reason I mean to the point I think he signed a, a document that was so strict I mean he kind of took a lot of flack for it mm-hmm. from the Southern Baptist because his was like he was <laughs> going so far as <laughs> to say if you send your kids to public school you're not being a good Christian or you're not being a Christian oh and wow. that's some pretty
1: deep that's and harsh language. Language. You like you won't
0: hear that y- from anybody yeah you
1: don't hear you that <laughs>
0: and he actually kind of got a lot of pushback because right. the Southern Baptists have a very high high degree of public education it's a weird hmm, standard that is odd. yeah they don't they have the lowest amount of christian schools and all kinds of stuff so very hmm. very interesting reads i learned a lot and i got yeah. a lot of information if you wanted to fill some background information or if you were going to debate someone about this stuff these would be some great books to kind of bite into well and, and if you're yourself. especially if
1: you're like me who it's like i i'm just starting to hear these terms and i don't know what they mean i don't know why they're even a hot button topic and as a christian what am i supposed to do with this yeah these are the books to go read to kind of give you that footing to go, OK, this is why, <laughs> you know, because I think I mean, this stuff, it's scary as a Christian. Like it's very overwhelming. You hear all these terms and there's just so much new stuff coming at you like um, 100 miles well, an hour.
0: And you have people from both sides who make good points. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't like racism either. Racism right. is bad. It is evil. I'm not going to say it's not right. But eh, racism is part of sin. And, it's if if, and if we're
1: just another aspect of our sin nature, let's be honest, because yeah. our sin nature is going to find a different way to show. And this is just one of so, the many. So
0: these men who make these points that are pro critical race theory and pro these things, they have interesting ideas. It's that it's that hint of truth. Yes. that Kind of infects everything and make and you really have to be discerning. Right. And what because they're saying. You
1: can't just come out and say, oh, well, you're wrong all the way because, no, they they have some truth to what they're saying. Racism is evil. It is wrong. We're not disagreeing on these terms. It's one of those things where you do, you really have to just sift every statement and take it one statement at a time and work through it. Because what you think yes.
0: racism, how they define it, has changed. Vadi goes over that very nicely in his yes. book as well. His, define book, your terms. Yes. He is African-American, so he, you know, this is what that means. You have to understand. Mm-hmm. So I have taken far too much of your time. <laughs> <laughs> these are fantastic books, and we'll open yes. up huge amounts of conversation. We could probably have these conversations for multiple episodes oh, and yeah. still not say everything we need to say. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend We Will Not Be Silenced by Erwin Lutzer, Fault Lines by Vadi Bakum and The Gathering Storm by Albert Moeller. Well, thank you for your time. This has been the Family Bookshelf. I am Nick, the GameSwing Dad, with me as always, my wife Amber of ambitionsforchrist.com. Please like, subscribe, find us on Facebook, drop us a line. Vadi, Albert, Erwin, uh, if you hear this and you get mad at me, please reach out. i love to learn from you. Thank you. <laughs>